Welcome to the One Life Maps podcast. Here's your host and co-author of Listen to My Life, maps for recognizing and responding to God in my story, Sharon Swing. Greetings, this is Sharon Swing. I am here for the One Life Maps podcast today, along with Sybil Towner. Greetings, everyone. And Joan Kelly. Hello, everybody. We, together, um, you do a lot of things around this piece that we have created quite a while back, visual life maps to help people recognize and respond to God in their story. It's called Listen to My Life, Maps for Recognizing and Responding to God in My Story. Sybil is so co-author along with me of those materials, and Joan Kelly is our Director of Facilitator Development. She's the one who helps other people use the Listen to My Life materials with other people. And today we are going to be talking about life story as a spiritual practice, listening to your life as a spiritual practice. So before we get started on, on the um, rest of the conversation, Joan, how do you describe what a spiritual practice is? You know, there's a lot of ways to come at that, but really at the core, it's the means by which we are in relationship with God. They're the ways that we you know, actively invite God into, uh, to walk with us and to engage with us throughout our days. And as we, you know, respond to him, they are, um, you know, the life-giving rhythms uh, map. I love the word rhythms there. Spiritual practice for me are rhythms of being with God throughout our, you know, ordinary, ordinary days. And, and when you think about rhythms, one of the basic rhythms is breathing. Breathing in and breathing out and letting that breath rest. And that is how many breaths do we breathe in a day? And what are we doing with those breaths that have been given by God? We're doing ordinary everyday things, and we are either doing them with the knowledge that God is with us, or that he is somewhere distant from us, or that he cares for us, or that he doesn't care for us. But the truth is, he is present all the time if we are breathing. And Meister Eckert says this, it is we who have walked out and taken a walk. And so I think we're trying to restore the spiritual practice of finding God in all things. And our story is essential to that. All right. So our topic to get today is listening to your life as a spiritual practice. And so there are these small rhythms like breath as maybe the microcosm of it. And then there's this expansive view of listening to our lives over the years and decades and listening to the movement of God and what he's up to in us and through us in those ways too. Yeah, those, <clears throat> those rhythms, I mean, part of this is starting to pay attention, to be aware of and attending to those rhythms. Yes, the little ones that you talked about and the bigger uh, larger, more expansive ones. So when we talk about our story uh, as a part of, of being a spiritual practice, that's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. right. um, um, go ahead, Sybil. 
Yeah. And how many times have you heard someone say, I have the most boring story or I have the most tragic story or I don't even know if I have one. Yeah, it's, it's, there's an awareness of our own story that uh, is necessary if we're going to look at life story as a spiritual practice. But this, this idea that, um, you know, Emmanuel, uh, one of the names for God, it means God with us. Mm-hmm. And that that's just a truism. And, and when the Holy Spirit resides in us, then the Holy Spirit really does intend to not only reside in us, but live through us. Um, there's one of the quotes that we use in Listen to My Life that, that talks about God wants to live through you as you. He didn't, he didn't like make a mistake and make you different than what he intended. He intended to make you just as you are and live the life that you live. And so what does it look like as we, um, there's different aspects of this idea of listening to your life as a spiritual practice. So where might one begin, Sybil? Well, you might begin on reviewing or reflecting back on the whole of your story. Or you might begin on just where your story is right now. Looking back on your whole story might feel um, a little formidable, um, and that, and so one of the ways we start on just what is your, what is in your current reality of your story? And, uh, and so the questions that are around that, what's your situation? And these are things that, I mean, most people, if they had a listener to just say, what is your situation? They could talk your arm off for as long as you wanted to listen. And, and then asking, well, what is, uh, what is causing restlessness or what are you drawn toward? Or who are the people who are involved in your life? What's important to you? And then on this one, we ask, uh, I think of this question, the lingering question, as um, when I go to bed at night or I have a downtime in the whatever time of day you might have a downtime, this question just kind of pops. Uh, It's got a little room and it comes forward. And sometimes it's a question that is located out of the past. Sometimes it's a question that is located towards the future. And sometimes it's a question located right in the presence. When will this be over? Right. Whatever. Yeah. And so Sybil is talking through the questions that are on the My Life Now map, map number one in the series of eight in the Listen to My Life um, materials in in the portfolio of eight maps. And we invite people to visually um, map that out. And we, we provide these visual maps that you write and doodle and draw onto. And so you're saying a way of starting um, is to look at our life right now in the current circumstances, because basically every map and every question is designed to not only have us be reflective of our own story, but to invite God into the conversation and um, to give God a, a, a 
some some space to get a word in edgewise, so to speak. Yeah, um, to and to put us in front of him so that he can bless us. So that's what's different about doing, um, looking at your story in this way is we're inviting God in and each question is kind of like an invitation <laughs> that we can choose to receive from, from God. I mean, a lot of people could just map out their story and not invite God in, and that would be a, a wonderful exercise. But this is the way that we are actually building relationship with, as Matthew 11 says, keeping company with him mm -hmm. as we do this work and not a one-time been there, done that, but an ongoing practice that we come back to. So yeah. in a way, we're, we're ref the practices that of self-reflection are the doorway to the practices of the invitation that we make to God to give us insight and to just talk to us in various different ways about our story. So this idea that God might be able to get a word edge in edgewise in the midst of us doing this kind of work, what does that feel like or sound like? Because some people might not be familiar with the idea of, okay, I'm going to invite God to, to enter into this conversation with me. So what does that conversation even feel like or look like, Sybil? Well, <clears throat> first of all, uh, many of us are so busy following the stories of other people that the idea of following our own story is a novel idea. And so, uh, so that my life now, while it sounds kind of simplistic, is, a, is actually an exercise of self-examination, of, of a current look at what is important um, in my life, what seems unimportant. And, and so in some ways, it's like waking up because I've been so distracted. I've been so distracted by coming and going and other people's expectations and my work and the current team that is up or down, the current music, the news, that where, what is my life? It, it feels like it's something tucked back in the corner of nowhere. And so now I bring it out on the table and I actually begin to wake up. I'm so glad that you guys, when you designed this and sat down together with God to figure out what to do, that you had that map in there, the My Life Now, because it feels like an on-ramp that slows me down, right? As I get on, well, actually, as I get off a highway, right, I have to slow down. And it yeah. is such a, a good prelude to like yes. My Life Story work, because if that was the first map, that that might actually be super hard for me to jump into, right? And so I love that that is the first way. And as you said, Sybil, it's, a, it's learning this practice of reflection. And, and it actually, I mean, I, you know, I don't think Sharon and I were just um, intuitive enough. I just think the Holy Spirit chose to work through us uh, in that. But, but really, you begin in the present moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, so that... That's the only place you can start a journey is <laughs> right well, here, right now, where yeah. I am. And yes. You invite God to go back with you. Yeah. And so then what we find is 
okay, is what's causing restlessness or what's important? Where does that, um, where does that go? And I'll just give you an example. One person, as they did this uh, map, okay, they found in every puzzle piece, these are puzzle pieces on a uh, 11 by 17 um, piece of beautiful paper and color, the only place they did not find the word responsibility was in what am I drawn towards? And then after they looked at that, they said, and this is what leads to their life story. They said, I have been responsible all my life. I have been responsible for everything and everybody. And, and they weren't saying that in, that's beautiful. That's my call to life. But just what have I been doing? Now I know why I'm so blame tired. Yeah. And, and like, who put me in charge? <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. And so the thing is that, that, that we can catch ourselves at, at, at having these patterns that we don't even like, that don't yeah. serve us well, that we can be released from. Yeah. And the thing is, if we're self-reflective, we can sometimes get there. You know, yes. just by by catching ourselves in the act. Yes. And then you take this next step and you and you invite God into the process and what might happen. <laughs> yes. Right. And so uh, one of the quotes we have on either the first or second map is the unexamined life is destined to repeat itself by John Calvin. So uh, we feel like we're in good company. Um, you know, the end of Psalm 139, search me, O God, know my heart. See if there's any way that is anxious or, or there is a word wicked, but in me and you lead me in the way everlasting. And that's what this person found. They found I'm overly responsible. I am responsible for too many things. I am not being responsible to what I have been given. Yeah, there's, um, I remember very early on the first time we did this, which was almost 20 years ago when we gathered oh. <laughs> uh, a group of people in a class Sybil was already teaching um, at the church we were attending. And, and it was, um, somebody said, oh my gosh, I learned, I, I figured out I'm a control freak. Like, how did I not know that? And not everybody's response is I'm a control freak or I'm overly responsible or whatever else it could be. Um, I'm letting fear drive. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm letting fear drive, drive my life. And, and hmm, maybe fear needs to take a back seat here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You start to become curious about who you are and how I've, how I've got where I'm at. And is this how I want to live? Mm -hmm. is, is this, is, is the life <laughs> that is in me, the life, the, how's the phrase for the Parker Palmer yeah, quote going? Is, yes. The life is the life I'm living, is the life I'm living, the life that wants to live in me. And it is actually possible to find that that is not so. Oh gosh. Yes. And, and I think too, like we start to put these I don't know, crutches and shims and all kinds of things to hold, hold life together. And we just become used to doing that. And all of a sudden we stop and go, Oh, wait. So how does that end up yeah. being? Speaking? And actually that's what the pandemic has done. Oh yeah. That's what the pandemic has done. 
it, 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 we had all these, you call the chims and all these places we could go to sort of avoid what might want to have been spoken. And now it's, it's speaking to us in technicolor, but we don't have any idea what to do with it. Mm. And maybe if we knew that it was the invitation for us to become more human, that spiritual practice, we are spiritual beings becoming more human. We are not human beings trying to become spiritual. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tilly Arday Chardin. So, so then that, that lingering question, I want to take that lingering question. And, and, and I don't know if you were thinking of this, Sharon, but going back to the, my take, having that take us to the, my life story, but somebody wrote up there, why can I not get over this sadness? And they didn't, it was just a pervading sense of sadness. And so anyway, then the next map is my life story. And so, um, you know, people enter it with fear and trepidation. What will people think of me once they hear my story? I can't remember my story. Um, uh, it just feels like opening a Pandora's box mm-hmm. uh, or opening a box that's empty. You know, I mean, that's as fearful as opening something that's full of stuff. Mm-hmm. That they can't remember, you mean? Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Oh, that's, I mean, that's how people um, have come to it. But there is nothing in our story that God does not know, has not wept over, has not laughed with, has not been excited about. There's nothing. And all of it is held in our bodies. And our bodies have been waiting to have the truth be told and released and really to receive back, in many cases, that which has been taken away or which has not been known. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that um, this idea of listening to your life as a spiritual practice is in some ways it seems kind of like a, a new and interesting idea. And otherwise it's like, okay, how do you even do a spiritual practice without listening to your life? Because I, I think the basis of it is telling yourself the truth. And I think when we tell ourselves the truth, uh, God kind of goes, okay, now, now we've got something we can work with. Okay, let's go. We can do some redeeming and some restoring and some loving and some rewriting and hope giving and, and some joy releasing. And um, yeah. What do you think, Sybil? Well, I think one thing is there are many ways to enter story and that many people are trying to enter it. And so we have friends who are therapists who enter it from the, uh, from the entrance of the wound. There, there are people who enter it through an issue, that uh, place of being stuck. Um, but we enter story in a different way. We enter it seeking to recognize and find God in all of it. And uh, we don't consider ourselves the know-it-all or be-all in that regard, but we simply know there is no place that God is not present. And so 
we are not fearful if someone isn't able to enter it. We know that the timing might not be right. And we just say, you'll know when the right time to enter your story. We think there will be a good gift when you do this. So we don't try to manage it or control it. We invite, we release, and and we invite those who facilitate. You can say more about that, Joan, about how to help people enter. This, this is not something we're trying to put into somebody. Mm-hmm. This is actually something we're trying to open up and release the beauty of who each person is. Mm-hmm. Like trying to find the entry point, I think is, is yeah. what, what the maps do is they help us find an entry point to discover with God what's probably, well, what is already within us. And I hadn't really thought about the maps being that before, but just letting it be a place where I can begin, you know, this, this journey with God that's filled with invitations. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that yes. the invitation piece is so huge in the midst of this. We're inviting God to enter our story and God is inviting us to see ourselves and him from a different perspective and inviting us into new adventures. And he wants mm-hmm. to meet us like at that entryway. If you think of, about it, like a front porch on a house, he meets us at that entryway. And this is how we, you know, position people he meets you there. And he says, you are my beloved son or daughter. I love you. I take great pleasure in you. That's the entry point yeah. to this. Yes. And so then in that entry point in the spiritual practice, the thing that we do is really the guardrails, the boundaries are really deep listening. Anyone who has done the work of having their story documented, that is one piece of the work. But the next piece of the work that is a spiritual practice is that it is shared in community by one or two can be a few more, but it doesn't need to be a large group. And so the listening in the spirit that God is at work, none of us are fixers of anybody's story. We only come present to what is, which then allows God to do the work that he has wanted to do all along and maybe has already done and the person never noticed it. But we just come present to that space. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And so listening to your life as a spiritual practice, I mean, we could take this from so many different facets, but I think we should leave this one here for now and just say okay. that there, there are, there are certain invitations God has for you. And there are certain things God wants you to know about who he is and how he wants so much to enjoy being with you. Mm-hmm. And he wants to open up doors for you to be able to understand that there are ways of letting him love us that we have not been able to access yet. And these invitations um, kind of begin in, in, in different ways along our life that we can track. And if we start to recognize and respond to those and string them together, we can live um, recognizing and responding to God 
in our present day, in our present moments, and over a lifetime. It makes an incredible story that wants to unfold. Any closing comments for you, Sybil? Well, I hope you will really engage this. Uh, I'm thinking you might have already begun it, but that you will engage it. And even when you have done or explored or documented your story once or reflected on desires or reflected on practices, you're not finished. You now are just on a journey that deepens with every season of life. And uh, I've gone back and uh, documented my story, brought it up to date, and I've noticed new things. I've noticed things that no longer even have a prick that had a prick five years ago. Uh, so I, I've noticed that I'm growing more into who God has made me to be. So don't miss the beauty of this particular journey uh, in this particular way. So just be curious, be curious of this ongoing <laughs> practice. To, to be honest, this is one of the most, well, it is the most unique practice because it's yours. Nobody else has your story. This one's been designed just for you to engage with him as a way to, to keep company with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much, Joan Kelly and Sybil Towner for joining the conversation today. This One Life Mass podcast is a... Um, it is a joy for us, wouldn't you say? Yes, it is absolutely a joy. We have to, we get to have really good conversations and uh, that that fill our souls, and we hope they fill your souls too. If you like the podcast, please share it with a friend. Um, you can rate and uh, review the podcast as well. That helps other people to find it as well. So please visit the onelifemaps.com website and see what our upcoming events might be. Um, we'd love for you to check out Deeper Conversations, which is uh, going to be an ongoing community that uh, really deals with a lot of topics that undergird this Listen to My Life material, primarily for those people who want to facilitate this process with others. Um, there are all kinds of great opportunities to get in touch with us. If you don't already have a copy of the Listen to My Life portfolio, please get one of those. Um, you can download a um, introduction booklet off the website too. So we're signing off for now. Sybil Towner, thanks again. Bye-bye. Joan Kelly, love have you so much. Day. Love you both so much. So thank you so much. And we will see you hopefully next week with the Listen to My Life podcast. Bye-bye. This podcast is sponsored by OneLifeMaps.com, creators of unique visual life mapping materials titled Listen to My Life, Maps for Recognizing and Responding to God in My Story. Go to OneLifeMaps.com to purchase your Listen to My Life portfolio of visual life maps. While you're there, check out our upcoming virtual coaching groups, live workshops, and options for you to facilitate the Listen to My Life experience with others. That's OneLifeMaps.com. O-N-E-L-I-F-E-M-A-P-S dot com. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with others. You can help support this podcast and the work of One Life Maps by supporting us on Patreon. Go to www.patreon.com slash One Life Maps to pledge $5 or more per month. 
and get weekly audio meditations to help you recognize and respond to God in your story. Thank you for tuning in to the One Life Maps podcast. Until next time, make the most of this one life that you've been gifted. Thank you.